Hi, welcome to the PDYC podcast. The purpose-driven youth chapel of Calvary Baptist Church at Oraka is a youth ministry for young adults and the young at heart. Our mission is to exalt God in worship and raise exceptional leaders for the next generation. Join us as we dive into today's message and I know you'd be blessed. Now, listen to today's message. afternoon we are looking at the topic i've tweaked it a bit by same topic um your adversity is a sermon in disguise your adversity is a sermon in disguise and i focus scripture was taken from philippians chapter 1 verse 12 to 14 we'll read some ones later but let's go to the next slide today i'll try my best to be very open but i try my best to remain uh not unemotional because uh, when I was preparing, this hit me very deep. We're going to look at our introduction and then we'll look at some four or five areas with regards to adversity. We'll explain what adversity is. So we'll look at adversity, in, uh, which is certain, but it is a contact. I'll explain that very soon. We'll look again at adversity that refines character and what? Charisma. Listen, everything you go through in this life is not a mistake. God will use everything you go through in this life to make sure that your character and charisma will be shaped. Nothing you go through as a believer, is a, is, it goes to waste. Even if it is your mistake, God, God will use that mistake to turn. That's what the Bible says, that all things work together for they that love God. And are what? Accord, according to his purposes. He didn't say some things. He says all things. Hallelujah. We also look at adversity. It creates a bigger and a, a perfect mental picture. Hallelujah. Then we, again, we'll look at the next one. Next slide. Then we'll also look at what adversity will do. Adversity will show you the kind of people God has given you. The kind of people who have, sometimes eh, until you go to the certain issues in life, you will not know certain people who are for you and against you. Today, I'll be talking to you because you're there. There's, an ad, there's a quote we normally have, that life is dealing with you. Sometimes, life decides to deal with you. Amen and amen. And in that midst of experiences and the midst of issues that you go through, and adversity and challenges you go through, it is an opportunity for God to show the people who are really, who are really meant to be in your life. Praise the Lord. Until Joseph had a dream, he did not know that his own blood brothers were killers in his life. Sometimes the people you are laughing with are the very people who will say crucify him. It takes adversity sometimes for God to push you through because it is through the pressing of the, the grape that wine comes out. So until the grape is pressed through the wine press, you will not get what you will call wine. Hallelujah. We look at the charge, conclusion, and then we'll pray. Let's go to the next slide. Let's go to the next slide. So today, as I said, our focus is on adversity. I want to look at some definitions of adversity. One definition is that adversity may be a mishappening. It may be a storm in your life. It may be some trials you are going through. It may be some tragedy. Uh, Bishop that calls a prayer. He said uh, evil surprises. Sometimes there are certain things that happen to you. You did not plan for it. 
One day, my parents went out of their house. The year 2012. They went out of their house, left my uh, kid brothers, were playing football. Within 30 minutes of leaving the house, they received a call, and they told them that your house is burning. You left your house in a safe place, but by the time you came back, your house and everything was burnt. Nobody planned that the house would be burnt that day. Adversity sometimes admits happenings that you don't plan for. Your boyfriend will call you that very morning and say it is over. Because Valentine's Day is coming on Wednesday. So he must break up with you today, finish with you on Wednesday, then come back with you on Thursday. He didn't say amen. Sometimes certain pain we go through, we don't plan for them. You know, nobody plans for pain. Amen and amen. But I want you to know that in the midst of adversity, your perspective will determine what comes out of the adversity you go through. The same adversity... Osofo Philip might go through. Huh? The same adversity uh, Osofo uh, France will go through, it would be dependent on both of them in how they look at the adversity and their perspective on how they to deal with it. That will determine what they will get out of it. Praise the Lord. Many of you have heard of Reverend Isud Anaba. One day he was having his um, convention at Bogatanga on in, in the midst of the anointing and in the midst of the power of God that was flowing that day um, seven people I think two of his kids one adopted and the rest are church members they are on their way from Accra one lady is one of his children was in medical school on the way from Accra to Bogatanga they had an accident and all the seven people died my question is that the man was not in a beer bar drinking when his children died. He was at the altar preaching when, when, when the children died, when the thing happened. I watched the video that day. He went on stage and took his microphone and said, the devil has beaten the wrong person. The devil has, has attacked the wrong family. And watch what he said following shocked me. He said, because of what the devil has done, he, he, the devil is going to see a more committed preacher, a more committed pastor, a more committed believer because he knows his mindset is that no matter what he goes through, it is his mindset, it is what he's thinking about, it is how he approaches the adversity that will determine how he goes through in life. I want you to know that as believers, as young men and women, as we are growing, we will face a lot of things in this life. Your boss will worry in your office every day. Your boss will torment you every day. But if you're in, in your mindset is not to go and call yourself in your room or in your bedside and be crying as though your life is over. But what can you see beyond what your boss is doing and see what God has for you in the midst of the adversity. This afternoon, I pray for you that this year, may God open your eyes, may God give you a better understanding with what you are going through. Am I speaking to somebody? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So your adversity is very critical. Is the video ready? Is the video ready? Is the video ready? All right. There is a short video I watched years ago. Hold on, hold on, hold on. There's a short video. This is about three minutes. We'll watch it quickly and then we'll go back. But this is a video of a young man called Derek Rodman. In the Olympics in 1992, he was 
part of a, is it a hundred meter race. He was about to win the race. And something happened to him. He had a muscle pull. And in the midst of it, you will see that a man who sees adversity, his mindset in life determined what he did that very day. Now let the video roll and then we'll continue. And this is the fourth person, number four. Dennis now, uh, Derek now. Just about to win the final race. Look at him now. In the midst of the muscle pool, look at him now. Some of us would have sat down in tears and said it is over. The man coming to Dennis right now Derek right now is Derek's father, biological father. You don't plan for this. You don't plan for this. It's adversity. It's a mishappening. When he was starting the race, he did not plan that he was going to have a muscle pool, but it happened to him. But after the muscle pool, what next? see his father telling everybody everybody to back off Dennis crossing the finish line. Let's end it here. Have you realized that when he, he got the muscle pull, there was pain, there was fear, there was disappointment. But what did he do? He got up. In the midst of getting up, he was still crying. But when your perspective in life is that no matter what I go through in this life, Romans chapter 8, verse 18. For our current suffering cannot be compared to the glory that lies ahead of us. Can I tell somebody to, this afternoon? What you are going through is just a test. What you are going through is just a season. Just like Dennis, the, the finish line is just ahead of you. The fact that you fell down today doesn't mean that your story is over. The fact that your father was not there in your life doesn't mean that you are all alone. The fact that you had two F's in school because you had the F in your final year, you could not graduate. And so you graduated with your, be, behind your mates or because your WASI certificate or something, it didn't happen. And so it looks as though your mates are two steps ahead of you. It does not mean that your life is over. Just like Derek, Derek decided, I, could you realize that a lot of people kept telling him, if a life will give you reasons why you should, you should remain where you are. Everybody could tell him 
was telling him that you are hurt, so stay there. When the father came, he said, and thanks be to God, the father there is our, our father in, in heaven. Because as for him, everybody saw a hurt man, but the father saw a victor. Everybody saw a need for him to end the race. Because literally you are hurt. Life doesn't tell you, it doesn't give you the reason to continue. But the father saw beyond that very day, he saw the potential of a son. I want you to know, when God is dealing with you, he does not deal with you in your today, he deals with you in your tomorrow. Today, Osofo France may not be married. But when God is dealing with Osofo France, God will not only deal with him as a single man today, because God is not only in today, he's in yesterday, today, and tomorrow. So when God is dealing with France, he deals with him also as a married man. So when God is doing certain miracles for him, in the eyes of men, we cannot see, but in the eyes of God, he's dealing with him as a married man. That is why you don't have to put a limit on your life, because where God has not put a full stop, you don't put, you, uh, he has not put a full stop there, you don't put the full stop yourself. Paul in the scripture had been in prison for two whole years. He had been in under house arrest for two whole years. Every reason came to Paul that, in fact, your work in Philippi must end. But Paul's perspective in life was that in the midst of the trials, the gospel must still be preached. In the midst of the trial, I am still an apostle. In the midst of the trial, I am still a child of God. I have come to remind somebody that in the midst of all you are going through, it has been five years, nobody has employed you. In the midst of all the employment, you are still a child of God. How many prophecies have you received that you will get married so, so, and so here, and this, and this, and that, and all your mates have married before you? But in the midst of all the hurt and all the women, in the midst of it all, God is still with you and he's not done with you yet. So Paul said it. Go to verse, the previous verse, the previous slide. He said, it is right for me to feel this way about all of you. Since I have you in my heart, whether I am in chains or defending, the, or defending the, and confirming the gospel, all of you share in God's grace with me. So his mindset, his perspective in life and his priority is like, in the midst of the chains I'm going through, my mindset is that the gospel must still be preached. I want to encourage you that life gets tough. But when, you, when life gets tough, get tougher. When life is dealing with you, deal with life itself. When the going gets tough in life, don't, don't give up. That's yourself. I was telling, I think was Gloria I was telling that. Any day you see me dressed very, very well, I don't have money on me. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like Charlie, this guy has money. Shelly. The fact that I don't have money or I may not have enough doesn't mean that my life has ended that way. All I'm going through is a season. It's a time. It's just a moment that will pass. There's a glory that is coming ahead of me. Praise the Lord. Let's go to the next one. So he says that, he says, I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what has happened to me is actually served to advance the gospel. What you are going to, God will never waste every, every pain you go to. God will not waste it. Praise God. He said, and as a result, it has become clear throughout the whole place, the whole palace God, and to everyone else that I am in chains for Christ. And because of my chains, most of the brothers and sisters have become confident in the Lord. And they all want to proclaim the gospel without fear. So have you realized that 
You see, Paul was a gang leader at that time. Like the way we are here, our Paul is Pastor Philip. And they have locked Pastor Philip in their prison. Can you imagine if everybody is looking up to Pastor Philip? Then as soon as Pastor Philip has been locked in the prison, then he will tell, send message, WhatsApp message to Adam and tell them that the way the ministry is going, tell everybody to go home. That was what's happening. But because of Paul's mindset and perspective and his decision to still stand, it encouraged somebody. I want you to know that when you decide to stand strong and keep on the faith, somebody is watching you. You are a sermon to somebody. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let's go to the next one. So, now this is what's happening. Let me do this to do some small context. So now in those times, the province, the, the province of Philippi were divided into segments. But one of the major places within, if, let's say greater Accra, the major, major, major uh, municipals and all those places were majorly populated by Christians. And because of that, Paul was the gang leader. And because of what he was doing, the gospel was going further and further in life. Are you listening to me? Then, some of the people who realized that it looks as though Paul is doing much. Paul is a Is he the only one who has been called by God? So, some of them in, in bid. So, what happened was that there was, a, there was a lady who was a soothsayer. She used to prophesy about it. So, that lady, that young girl, and she was making money for the people. Because of Paul's rebuke, the people now, the business fell off. And so because of that, they now went and connived against Paul. So now Paul is under prison because of somebody's testimony, somebody's false testimony. I want you to know that this year, be very careful who you tell your story and who you work with. Some of the adversities that we go through, eh, they are not, they are not, we are not supposed to go through because we spoke to the wrong people in life. And so now Paul is now trying, then that is why he says, it is true that some preach Christ out of envy and rivalry. Envy and rivalry for him because they realize that the guy is an anointed man of God. But because they're not making impact the way he's doing, so then we come to plan against him. He says, he said, the latter do so out of love, knowing that I am put here for the defense of the gospel. 17. He says, the former preach Christ out of service ambition, not since uh, not sincerely, and supposing that they can stay up trouble for me whilst I am in chain. I hope you get the context now. And so Paul is going to a lot because people have connived against him. Let's go to the next slide. But he says, but what, what does it matter? The important thing is that in every way, whether from false motive or true, Christ is preached. And because of this, I rejoice. Yes, I will continue to rejoice. My dear brothers and sisters, I want you to know that amidst all the attacks that will come towards you, amidst all the fierce rivalry, amidst all the things that work against you, I want you to have this mindset. Keep fighting, keep doing what you have to do. Gloria, can I speak to you personally? I won't say much. But a lot of things people will say, is God the only person who can serve the senior pastor? But keep serving. You'll be surprised how it will be. Tell you, you have heard some already before. 
Is, is prophet Adam the only one who can prophesy? Keep doing what you have to do. Because this year, if you keep listening and allowing what people say, and allowing what people do against you to get to you, the manifestation that comes to Christ will not come. Praise the Lord. Now let's do this, let's do this quickly. Last one. Let's go. Let's go. Now, if you're writing, write this down. Adversity is a commonality. Adversity is a commonality. In other words, every human being will go through adversity. Every human being will go through adversity. And we have played a video already that you see, as everyone is running his own race, things will happen. Derek didn't plan that he was going to run to have a muscle pull, but he decided that in the midst of the pain he was going through. Do you realize that, if I want you to read history, eh, a lot of people have never remembered the person who actually won the race that day. The one who won the race, the one who became first, the one who became second, the one who became third, we never know about them. It is the one who became last. It is the one who has been written about in history. Why? Because life will not reward you for what others will tell you to do. Life will reward you for what God gives to you and you finish about. When God gives you that assignment, continue on that assignment in the midst of the adversity. It is because that is what God will account you for. It is that is what the reward God will give unto you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And so we have to remember that as believers, we are sojourning on this earth. We are on a journey. The adversity will work in us and will build us. The adversity will, will train us, but all for a certain glory that is coming ahead. My dear brothers and sisters, don't give up. Let's go to the next slide. Let's go to the next slide. Say, I am a preacher. Oh, are you here? Say, I am a preacher. Say, I am a preacher. I want you to also know that sometimes your thought patterns can bring you adversity. Sometimes your thought patterns can bring you adversity. This year, be extremely careful of your thought patterns and how you handle yourself. This year, decide to keep quiet about certain things. This year, decide that sometimes you keep your mouth shut in selling certain things about yourself. Nobody knew the dream Joseph had. Nobody knew, including the father who was a prophet. The father, the mother, all the 11 brothers. Nobody knew the dream Joseph had. They only knew the dream Joseph had because Joseph started um, working about it. And the very time he opened his mouth, that is what brought envy. Do you know that I think all Joseph needed to do was to keep quiet and go into his room and say, God, this is the dream I've given me. I'm praying for this dream. Lord, give me direction. And right, Joseph went about heralding everything. This year, be careful who you decide to share your dreams and your plans with. The very person you shared your plans with was the beginning of your adversity. I have a friend who was traveling. And he went and put it on the status that he is traveling. Hmm. Charlie, he left Ghana. I think, he, I think he realized it happens to a lot of people. He left Ghana with his passport. When he got to the U.S., the picture that was in Ghana, eh, that was his own picture. When he got to the U.S., it was a woman's face on the, on the passport. 
<laughs> oh, he finished up. This year, your decision to start that master's, keep it alone. Because the very day you decided to tell everybody in your family, everybody realized that there is nobody who has started, who has had a master's in our family. So because you announced it, everybody now starts fighting you. This year, in your dealings, be circumspective with what you say, who you say it to, and how you say it. This year, as, as young people, there are a lot of things all over are going through. Plenty of things. But this year, one of the things that the enemy will try to do is to make sure that we're all depressed. A lot of us are thinking about too many things. Like Osobo Philip said last week, we are in a, a class, a counseling class, and we realized that one of the things that Ghanaians need a lot is counseling. Because a lot of people are on their phones and they're typing and their emoji is laughing. Laugh out loud. They're typing the emoji, but they're not laughing where they're seated. A lot of people wake up in the morning and go to work and come back. They receive a salary, but the salary is not enough for them. Why? Because there are a lot of us are depressed. I want you to remember as well that as a child of God, you are fully accepted and you are loved by God. Listen, this year the enemy will give you reasons why you should, he will tell you reasons why you are not supposed to get where you are getting to. The enemy will give you reasons why you are not supposed to be where you are. But always remember, when the enemy comes with a thought, always remember that you must, cap, you must fight again with another thought that counters it. When you wake up, you stand tall and say, I am loved by God. I am beautiful. I am handsome. I am blessed. I am a child of God. Am I speaking to somebody? Am I speaking to somebody? So, you are a preacher and your life will be used as a sermon. Let's go on. Let's go on. Now, adversities are measured in four C's. If you're writing, write it down. The first C is the adversity of chains. Chain. The adversity of a cross. The adversity of a crisis. And the adversity of critics. Of a chain, of a cross, crisis, and critics. Some of us are carrying certain chains that we did not even plan for. Some of us are carrying certain chains in your bloodline. Some of us are carrying certain chains we inherited, not because we wanted it, but because somebody did something in the family and it's affecting everybody. But this year... I pray for somebody that any chain that you have inherited from before, let that chain fall off in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Some of us are also carrying a cross. Some of us are carrying the cross of a bad relationship. This year, let that cross of that bad relationship fall down. Wow, it looks like the amen came from here. Some of us must make sure that the cross of that bad friendship in your life, this year you must save your friends. Some of us, our friends are the same people taking us to adversity. I was telling a story to my mom yesterday. Three people, two people were fighting. One of the friends came and said, oh, stop, 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 stop. 
the one who came to prevent them from fighting threw his hand and hit one person. When the person, he hit the person, the person fell down and hit his head on the floor. However, he hit his head on the floor, the, the person died. Now, when we went to uh, Islam the last time, he was there. He is there because he decided to do good in the midst of the wrong party. Now he's there for life, for, for the good he was trying to do. This year, you must save your friends and certain people who don't add value to your life. This year, some people's numbers must be deleted on your phone. This year, some business partners must say goodbye. You must say goodbye to some business partners. Some business partners will put you into trouble. This year, some of you must look at your boss in the face and say, this cross must get over me. This year, some of you must sit your brothers, sit your, your, your close people down and say, you know what, enough, 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 is, uh, is enough with this foolishness and all those things. This cross must come to an end. This year, you must make a personal decision to make sure at all costs that you will manifest Christ. Some of us are also carrying a cross of crisis. Every semester you enter into school, you must fall sick at the time you are writing your exam. It is a crisis. Some of you, when you get money, just don't try and do it. If it is to spend the money, you can spend it. But anytime you try to do anything good with the money, it finishes. Some of us, anytime a certain breakthrough or door is coming close to you, something must definitely happen for you to mess up. It is a crisis. And the last one is the critics. There are some people in our life who will make sure that no matter what we do in life, it will not be okay for them. If you wear Agbada and come to church, it's not nice. If you wear a suit, if you wear a t-shirt, if you wear men's ministry shirt, cry, it will not, it will not nothing. It disturbs the work. <laughs> no matter what you do, there are some people that... So, my dear ladies, if it is to wear that wig that you have been wearing for two months, wear it. Once it's not smelling, wear it. Oh, it is amen. This year, don't let anybody give you pressure. Uh, we're not going to give what? You don't give pressure or something. You don't give for anybody. This year, if it is one shoe you are wearing, wear it. Don't allow anybody's critique push you into adversity. This year, if you have decided to do something, stop, stop listening to what people will say. Am I fine? Am I okay? Walk confidently. It is in Ghana when anybody is confident, we say it's very too no. I am, I am a very anointed too no pastor. This year, decide that I will not listen to the critics. So like the whole of 2024, you listen to them. What, what came? What happened? You told a friend that I'm going to do this business and it gave you every reason why you should not do the business. Okay, this year, don't do what they, they say. They said, do what you feel you should do. Praise the Lord. Am I speaking to somebody? But I want you to know the last thing is there. Here is that adversity has its voice. And every adversity will make sure that it will speak to you, it will suggest to you, it will give you reasons why you must compare yourself to others. This year, don't compare yourself to anybody else. I hope I'm being real to everybody. Don't compare yourself to anybody else. I think I should share this. I remember when we got married. Eh? Two weeks after we got married, Somebody went to Joel and went and told Joel that 
Your twin brother has married. When are you getting married? The critics. So the fact that we are twins, does it mean that we all married the same woman again? Now watch this. When Joel got married, some few days Joel got married, by the grace of God, he got school, the wife, they're outside. If relocated, they're gone. The very day, I think, is it the Sunday? They went on Thursday. The Sunday, somebody met me outside. And said, your brother has traveled. Where are you going? Ah! You see? Let me me. Kabuame Charlie. I see. I'll be very immature and very foolish and be sitting down and thinking that my twin brother has traveled and so I should go to the same. No. Each and every one of you have your own assignment, your own plans. Everybody is running his own race. We are all running on, but we are, all, we are all on a different track. Everyone has his own race. Today I pray any critic in your life, may God silence their mouth. Critics in your family, critics in your... Ah, one auntie looked at me and said, eh, eh, let me not say it. But I blasted there and said, Madam, you are not God. Case closed. Praise the Lord. Adversity will give you reasons why you should not be where you are. You are the managing director of a company. Adversity will give every reason why you should not succeed in that place. But I pray for somebody today, if you are in a, in a, in a bookshop, you are in a room, where, and you are selling, whatever you are doing, make sure that you don't listen to the voice of adversity. Make sure you decide that you will run thereof. Let's do this quickly. Is somebody being blessed? The next one, the next one. Let's, let's, let's go to the next one. So I'll do this quickly and we close. Okay. I've established the fact earlier that there's in the life of the believer, there is nothing like coincidence or an accident. In the life of the believer, there's nothing like a coincidence or an accident. If you sat in a church from, your, from church on your way home and you saw a man and the man slapped you, it was not an accident. It was not coincidence. It was planned. I shared this and I think we should close. I heard of uh, Archbishop's, uh, Bishop Jim Saar gave a testimony about this. And he said that one guy was going through a lot of things. He was a graduate and he was going through and one day he decided to pick Trotro. He graduated. He decided to pick Trotro. When he sat in the Trotro, if there are like five people in the Trotro, there was one man at the back seat. And the man looked at him and called him and said, do you want to go to school? It was very weird. He says, yes. He says, okay. So I said, Jimmy, number you. So no, I think even at that morning, he went with him. So they went to Ministry of Education. And the man said, follow me. So he followed the man into the, the room. Then he went to the first person, one of the bosses there, and said, this man is my, is my child. Give him scholarship. Then the man said, ah, the scholarship is done. He finished. So there's nothing we can do. He says, no, give him scholarship. He says, where is your boss? So they took him to the, they sent to the next boss. He says, this is my son. Give him scholarship. 
He said, ah, it's finished. The date passed. His deadline is gone. So they took it to the final boss. And he said, this is my son. I want you to give him scholarship today. So the man said, okay, there's an leeway he can work through. So he gave him access, and they gave him to a school, I think in India or something. Then he said, more man of scholarship may come. So they gave him scholarship. Within one day, he got scholarship. So they said, if you come the next day, so that they'll finish everything. The guy went there, they finished everything. The telephone number the man gave to him, that you should call him anytime. So he went to Bishop James Sa. So he had to fill the form. When they finished, they sent it the next day to education. Then they picked the man's number to call him. That we want to come to your place so that we can come and say thank you. Up to today, they said the number does not exist. They went to MTA and checked. They said that number has never been used by anybody. I pray for you this morning, this afternoon. May 2024 be characterized with a year of divine encounters and divine providence. I pray that may God open doors for you in this year. I pray that your adversities and all the things you go through will not be a blockade to your next level in this year in Jesus' name. I pray for you that nothing will make you limited in your life, in your business, in your finances, in any aspect of your life. I prophesy Isaiah chapter 60 verse 1. That arise and shine for your light is come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. I declare prophesy about somebody today. This is your year of arising. Arise from every adversity. Arise from every failure. Arise from every fear. Every mistake you have made. Enough is enough. Bible says, yea, forget the former things, for I am doing a new thing. I've come to prophesy this afternoon, and I declare upon somebody this afternoon, may God open your eyes, and may you enter into your new season. I declare, enter your new season of breakthrough. Enter your new season of prosperity. Enter your new season of uncommon favor in the name of the Lord Jesus. I declare all the mistakes you have made. I declare by the mercies of God, the Will not be a, a means that the enemy will use to get to you. I declare by divine providence, let the blood exempt you from every mistake of your past. May the blood of Jesus exempt you from the mistakes of your others. I declare every cross you are carrying, every crisis you are going through, every critique, every evil voice, may the Lord silence them today. And I declare upon you that it is your year of breakthrough, it is your year of entry into your next level in the name of the Lord Jesus. I declare upon you the adversity you are going through, God will turn it around for your good. I prophesy today, may the tables turn in your favor. Oh, you didn't say amen. May, your, may the tables turn in your favor. Whoever must receive a call this year, this month, this week, May that call come to you in the name of Jesus. Whoever must encounter the goodness of God by his mercies, may you encounter it this year in the name of Jesus. I pray for you that may the grace of God see you through in this year. Rise from every fear. Rise from every adversity. Rise. Because in the midst of the adversity, there is a sermon. Now look at me, I end on this note. There are a lot of people, a lot of destiny connected to us. A lot of destinies connected to us. 
lot of people who are connected to us. The very day we fail, we are going to disappoint a very huge generation. Very huge generation. I pray for you that God will help you to rise. If you are falling, may God help you to rise. If you are risen, but you are standing, may God help you to run. But if you are running, may God help you to fly. I pray for you that this year, may God give you grace. Let it be abundant in your life. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Lift up your hands. Father, I thank you for this afternoon. Thank you that in the midst of our adversities, there is a sermon within. Paul went through many things. But within these two years of adversity, pain, sorrow, hurt, Lord, at the end of the day, the church in Philippi increased. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus for every destiny represented here right now. I ask, Father, that none of us will relent on our walk with you. None of us will give up on the assignment you have given us. We'll keep running. We'll keep walking. We'll keep flying. We will not allow the voices of this world to prevent us. We will not allow anything that we have done or the limitations of life to prevent us. We thank you that you are with us. And that you who began a good work in us shall surely bring it to a perfected end. We give you glory. We give you praise. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the PDYC podcast. We trust that this message has brought great transformation your way. Connect with us on our Instagram page that's at pdyc.cbc and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast wherever you get podcasts. At this point, we would want to give you a special opportunity to give your life to Jesus if you do not yet know Jesus Christ practically as your Savior and Lord. Say this heartfelt prayer with me. Dear Lord Jesus, I believe you died. On the cross to save me from distraction and from aborting my purpose on earth. Please come into my heart and reign as Lord and Savior from today. Wow, congratulations! If you said this prayer to the Lord from your heart, you are now a child of God and heaven rejoices over you today. You are invited to join us or any Bible-believing church so that you can grow strong in Jesus. For counseling or help, kindly call 0244-997760. PDYC, a shining light to the nations.